The final horn has sounded. And today's game is complete. He gives it back to TJ, who gives it low to Yo on the pick and roll. And Yo throws it down. The throwdown is a Yo down. Time now for Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's your host, Jason Shepard. San Diego defeating the BYU Cougars tonight in the quarterfinals of the West Coast Conference Tournament, 80-57. to The Cougars run in Vegas over quite quickly. I think the biggest question right now is, is the season over for the BYU Cougars? I think most people thought that to feel fairly confident about getting an NIT bid, BYU would at least have to win today, maybe even make it to the championship game on Tuesday. Now with that not being the case, you wonder if the NIT bid will come. If it doesn't come, will BYU look to go other places, CBI, whatnot. Obviously, that's a decision uh, that will need to be made if it comes to that. But right now, BYU will have a couple of weeks to wait and find out uh, if there are any postseason opportunities coming their way. In the earlier West Coast Conference quarterfinal, it was Pepperdine taking on San Francisco and the Waves getting the win 89-72. That means that the semifinals on Monday will have Pepperdine facing number one seed Gonzaga. That will be the early game at the Orleans Arena. And then the later game, San Diego taking on the Gales of St. Mary's. Other local action today. In Salt Lake City, Utah defeats UCLA by a final score of 92-81. to Eastern Washington goes into the D Event Center and defeats Weber State 80-77. to UVU in Orem gets the win over Cal State Bakersfield 76-61. And then top 25 action, everything is a final. Of course it is. It's almost 1 o'clock a.m. Mountain Time. Number 5, Tennessee, upset by Auburn. Auburn gets the win, 84-80. to Number 14, Florida State, defeats Wake Forest, 65-57. Number 22, Wofford, over VMI, 99-72. Seton Hall takes down 23rd-ranked Villanova, 79-75. to Sixth-ranked Kentucky, defeats the Florida Gators, 66 66- 57. Eighth-ranked Texas Tech defeats Iowa State 80-73. The Kansas Jayhawks defeat the Baylor Bears by 8, 78-70, your final score. Number 11, Purdue defeats Northwestern 70-57. Georgetown upset 16th-ranked Marquette 86-84. Second-ranked Virginia defeating Louisville 73-68. Temple takes down number 25, UCF 67-62. The battle between North Carolina and Duke went to the Tar Heels by 9, 79-70 in favor of the third-ranked North Carolina Tar Heels. 18th-ranked Kansas State defeats Oklahoma, 68-53. It was Michigan State over Michigan, 75-73. Number 10, LSU defeats Vandy, 80-59. And 17th-ranked Nevada on top of San Diego State, 81 53 Coming up on the other side, we'll check out BYU men's volleyball, softball, baseball, tennis, and track and field. It's all coming up on the other side. BYU falls in the quarterfinals of the West Coast Conference Tournament to San Diego, 80-57. to We'll have more of Cougar Post Game Live coming your way next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU's time at the Orleans Arena 
is over. They lose to San Diego 80-57. to Let's go into the postgame press conference room and hear from some of the Toreros. Head coach Sam Scholl is there, as well as Isaiah Pinheiro and Finn Sullivan. Let's listen in. For the first six or seven minutes of the game, what are you seeing from your team defensively that, that's been so rock solid and so effective each of the last two nights? Just, a, a, again, going back to what I said, just a, a fierce determination and understanding that to win games in March, you've got to be really good defensively. And they, they've under, they understand that and, and, and uh, know that our identity to win games is through the defensive end. You know, and, and throughout the season when we've had those we've had good moments that way and we have it. And I think the great thing is that our guys have, have learned. They've learned. They, we, we, we hit the reset button after the, on Monday. And, we, and when we did that, we talked about the fact that, all right, all the lessons we learned through the good, the bad, we've got to take it all in. And then now we've got we to go out and execute it. And so I think they just have a great understanding right now uh, of how important uh, our defensive effort is each and every game. Brian Shapiro, the Vegas Take. Isaiah, if somebody told you before this game that you would have just as many points as the entire BYU team deep into the second half, would you have believed it? Um, probably not. I mean, because, I mean, TJ Hawes and Yoli Childs, I mean, they can really score the ball. But, I mean, Isaiah Wright did a tremendous job on TJ, and then our bigs with Squirrel and Alex, they did a tremendous job on Yoli, just keeping him frustrated, not giving him anything easy. And then on offense, just getting good looks. Other questions for the Toreros? We'll come here to Adam on our second row on our right. First, first of all, for Isaiah, were you uh, roasting Finn a little bit for 17 points when you walked up there when you saw the stat sheet? I'm sorry, can you repeat that? Were you roasting him a little bit for 17 points when you stepped up there? Oh, no. <laughs> I didn't know he scored that much, so I was, I was surprised. But, no, he, did, he played phenomenal tonight. He played really good. He stepped up. Yeah, please somebody have a question for the young fellow over here. This is a big moment for this guy. So First time please, in front of the media. Yeah, so please, let's, let's at least give him one, man. I'm, 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 my plan for the young fellow is he's involved with a lot of these over his four years. So if please, somebody could just ask him a question. I want to see how he does. He, he played a heck of a game. He, he always steps up, steps up in the moment. So I want to see what, if he can step up in this moment. So please, somebody ask him a question. Finn, did you know you had 17 points as the game was progressing? <laughs> uh, no, I was just trying to win the game. Possession by possession. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. John? I'll have another question for uh, Finn. Awesome. Both um, your team and Pepperdine uh, playing their third game in three days beat teams that were coming in supposedly fresh. What does that say specifically about your team that uh, you, know, you keep summoning up the uh, the will? And uh... I mean, I think just having that, like, just going into each game, knowing that we've already played on the court. I mean, we had a tournament here earlier in the year too, and we just kind of use that as an advantage almost, just because we've been here before and they only have a certain amount of time while we played th three games on here on this court now and a tournament. All right, that was uh, some of the San Diego players, Isaiah Pinheiro and Finn Sullivan, as well as head coach Sam Scholl. San Diego getting the win, 80-57. to Let's update you on some other action uh, locally with uh, other BYU teams on campus at Smith Fieldhouse tonight. Number 10, men's volleyball falling to number 3, UC Irvine, by a final score 
of 3-1. to one. BYU baseball at Miller Park today defeated Milwaukee 5-3. to three. That's now a sweep uh, for the BYU Cougars over the Panthers this weekend. BYU now 11-3, and beginning conference play this Thursday, Friday, Saturday against the Gonzaga Bulldogs. Softball losing at UCLA by a final score of 8-2. to Number 22, men's tennis defeats Boise State. That was at Boise State, by the way, 4 to nothing. And the BYU men's track and field team tied for 13th, and the women's team finished 14th as the Cougars wrapped up competition at the 2019 NCAA Indoor Track and Field Championships earlier today. The Cougars will open the outdoor track and field season March 15th and 16th at the Willie Williams Invite and UNLV Invitational. That is a wrap for Cougar Post Game Live. After the break, we're going to get you back to the Orleans Arena for the Cougar Locker Room Show. Greg and Mark will let you hear from BYU players and coaches in the post-game press conference room. Your final from Las Vegas, BYU falls to San Diego 80-57. to And you heard it all right here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Our exclusive post-game coverage continues with the Cougar Locker Room Show. Doubles to the free throw line, gets to TJ, pulls, fires, scores from three. TJ Haas rattles it home. Now let's head back to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Comfort courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Back courtside here at the Orleans Arena, Las Vegas, Nevada. BYU falls to San Diego tonight, 80-57 to in the WCC Tournament quarterfinals. Our sport court courtside interview tonight will be BYU's podium comments from the press room, and they are brought to you by Sport Court. Champions start here. Learn how to design yours at sportcourt.com. To the press room now, Coach Dave Rose and players. Sam and his team, I mean, that, that was a, um, a group of really, you know, determined gather group. I... I uh, this time of year, it's actually, you know, as a spectator, it's pretty fun, fun to watch um, a group of seniors, seniors that uh, don't want their season to end. And that's what Sam's got going right now. And they play terrific and deserve to win. And uh, wish them the best best of luck going f- f- uh, further. Um, as far as our performance is concerned, I think that, uh, you know, we got, we got off to a, a tough spot tough start on both sides defensively we had a hard time corralling them and they made uh, you know they had some open shots but I, I think defensively we you know we contested quite a bit of sh- quite a few shots and they just uh, were ready to roll and offensively you get up to off to a 13 to nothing start and that's a pretty good advantage for your confidence um, offensively we you know our game plan was to take that thing and drive it in the first three shots we we found out there were three-point shots, and they all missed. And so we tried to get the ball, you know, in 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 the post. And you know, we just I, I don't know the number, probably the first six or seven shots. You know, we didn't score, and we got our heads down. It's something that our our, our team had had um, issues with early in the year, uh, but I really thought we grew through that, and we continued to compete even in our offensive slumps. But uh, tonight they just. Um, you know, we're, we're a lot better than we were. So um, wish them the very best and uh, take questions, I guess, Jeff. Thank you. We'll take questions from media members. Please raise your hand. We'll get a mic to you. Let us know your name and affiliation. And we can start with John here in the second row. Uh, John Crumpacker, uh, West Coast Conference Sports. To uh, Luke, as you were sitting on the bench and then once you got into the game, were you having a hard time believing 
I mean, the scores that uh, kept getting bigger and bigger for San Diego, was that something you were aware of, or were you just in the, in the moment too much? No, you're definitely aware. Scoreboard's pretty big. Um, now they, coach said it right, they're a great team, um, you know, led by seniors who are determined to, to play their hardest and, again, just <laughs> did not get off to the start that we wanted. Um, they were on attack and kind of stayed that way for longer than longer than it should have. Um, so, you know, got up big and got to a point where it was just a little too much to overcome. We've had our fair share of comebacks this season um, from big deficits, but San Diego really uh, threw it all out there tonight. Um, and, you know, credit to them for, for the way they played. Go to Adam here on our right in the second row. Adam Hill, Las Vegas Review Journal. Coach, I know the format is designed to allow teams that had a better season to get buys, but do you think it has anything to do with a team settling in and that you playing them that, you know, you get the slow start? Well, it, you know, it's hard to say. I, I think that uh, um, when you look at the seeded teams, they've all lost to this point. And so the, the, the teams that played the first night, those winners have been able to move move through it. Um, in in this case, individual case, uh, I think it proves that the regular season schedule doesn't seed the teams properly. This wasn't a seventh seeded team. I mean, they, they played the top four teams twice, and some of the other seeded teams didn't didn't play that because of the unbalanced schedule. Uh, probably more. I mean, San Diego's good. And then you take the, the, the injuries that they had during the year, which caused a few losses. But, uh, I mean, us, I mean, our staff, we were pretty convinced that this was, you know, not a seventh-seeded team as far as their ability to come in here and win games. Other questions for BYU? Darnell. Darnell Dixon, the Daily Herald. Dave, uh, you can't predict these things, obviously, but did you have any inkling at all that your team wasn't going to be ready for this challenge tonight? Not at all. No, our guys, we, we practiced well. We prepared well. Um, uh, I think that, uh, you know, yesterday's practice, uh, you know, to, to our shoot-around today, our guys were on it. Guys were ready. Um, it's... You know, it, it, it's hard to, to, to execute your game plan and to stay competitive when you're a shooting team and you shoot the percentage that we did. It's just hard. I mean, you, you, you got to keep guarding and you got to keep finding ways to compete. But when you when you don't score, that's a part of this game that's pretty important. And I don't know how many threes we missed till we we made our first one, but. You know, one for 17 from the three-point line is going to be hard, you know, to beat any team. And uh, going going back to, to your question, I mean, the fact that you, you, you don't shoot in the gym that you're playing for when it's all on the line, your whole season for what, what, what every team wants to do is make it to the NCAA tournament, everyone's got a chance, and you come to the arena, that you're going to play in and you don't shoot. And then you have the second game and you get 20 minutes. Someone's got to reevaluate this. There's too much on the line. Adam? Well, that's just my own opinion. 
Coach, can you talk about the job Sam has done, uh, you know, taking over, obviously a diff difficult situation where you know, that's probably not the way he wanted to get a job, but what he's done this year with them? Well, it's a, you know, it started last year right here. You know, we played him last year in the tournament right here, and he had his guys ready, and they were rolling, and, and it was a tough competitive game. I think we won, you know, four, two or three possessions, something like that. Um, and he's been through it. I mean, you take a guy in your first year, you wait your whole life to get your first head coaching job, and he's got a good group of guys. He kept them all together, kept them all there through the coaching change, and then, you know, had a tremendous preseason, you know, beat a couple Power Five conference teams, uh, and then he did dealt with injuries. And one of the most frustrating things for any head coach, even experienced 20-, 30-year head coaches, is trying to deal with injuries. And he dealt with it three different times with starters. And that's hard. And he kept the whole thing together and uh, went through some, you know, tough last couple of weeks as, as, as far as trying to win games was concerned. The schedule was really stacked on the back end against him. And uh, these guys are playing as well as probably anybody in the country as far as a group of guys sharing the ball, defending the rim, defending the perimeter, uh, making, you know, tough shots. St. Mary's got their hands full. Jay. Dave, if you guys don't get an NIT bid, will your season be over or will you go to one of these other tournaments that exist? Oh, well, I mean, obviously, we need to talk to our administration and see what, what they feel. We've never had that conversation because we've always felt like, uh, you know, we'd compete for one of those two postseason tournaments, but we'll see. Any other questions for BYU? Thank you, guys. All right. All right, that's Dave Rose and uh, Luke Worthington at the podium. Coverage of the WCC tournament quarterfinals continues after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Locker Room Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. All right, the Dave Rose will be joining us here on the headset momentarily. You heard uh, his comments along with those of Luke Worthington at the podium a few moments ago, and that was tonight's Sport Court courtside interview from the press room. Brought to you by Sport Court. Champions start here. Learn how to design yours at sportcourt.com. So we'll continue our coverage here in a moment as the coach joins us here courtside. And a few more questions from Mark and me for him about uh, what transpired tonight and what might await the Cougars next. Uh, Dave was asked moments ago, as you heard, if the Cougars don't uh, make an NIT, uh, would there be another tournament uh, beyond that that would interest BYU that they would uh, seek to play in? And he said that's a question I'll have to address with the administration later. They've never had to address it, as they've always been an NCAA or NIT team in Dave's preceding 13 seasons. So maybe a question to address. We'll have to wait a few more days, though, to find that out. But as much as for tonight, we do know that BYU's tournament run is done after one night. So on two straight nights, all of the teams making their debuts have lost their games. The teams who have played games have won the games both last night and tonight. And so uh, teams uh, opening up have uh, found their exits early in this one, as it turned out. New format this year, and uh, so far it's going the way of the underdog. Coach Rose coming up next here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. 
It's time to get the final word on today's game with head coach Dave Rose. It's the BYU Creamery Cougar Postgame Coaches Show. BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. The Cougar Postgame Coaches Show is also brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. Now let's rejoin the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Welcome back to the Orleans Arena here in Las Vegas, Nevada. It is time for our BYU Creamery Cougar Postgame Coaches Show. Coach Dave Rose has joined us here courtside. His team falls to San Diego tonight to 80-57. to 57. And uh, Coach Rose, when the bracket came out, it uh, wasn't hard to identify which of the lower-tier teams, if you will, had the best chance to go far and win some games because San Diego, with four starting seniors, didn't look like a typical seven seed. Yeah, and, and they played really well, and you, you, you've obviously got to give them really a lot of credit. I mean, Sam had their they're ready, and they've been playing, you know, really well the last two nights in here. But uh, I, uh, I I just feel for our guys because our guys were ready to play, and they were excited, and they were together, and we've had good practices. And, and uh, you come out here, and you just can't get the ball to go in the basket, and it, it changes everything. It changes your whole mindset of how confident you are and how you believe in each other and things just start to um you know to kind of unravel it's just so important to score that's just it's a big part of this game and especially when when they were as dialed in as they were the best offensive uh performance they had in the two games that they played in here and uh made tough shots early challenge shots they had a couple open shots that we maybe made some mistakes on but uh these guys were were determined and ready to go, and it was really balanced. I mean, it, it was uh, Owen Carter, and it was Tyler Williams, and it was, you know, Isaiah, and the two Isaiahs. I mean, early they just they, they really caused some you know issues for us. So they've now played three games here in this building, and this was a situation in which over the last two nights, all of the teams seeing the floor for the first time are out after one game. Yeah, I, I think if we all got together right now, Kyle and and Mike and. Uh, you know, um, Herb and myself, that we we would all, you know, have a little bit to say about our opportunities to shoot in this facility before we play. I, I just think there's so much on the line. But um, uh, to, to you know, especially the second the second game, you know, Herb and, and and Santa Clara and us. I mean, you you get 19 minutes maybe max on the floor to kind of get used to the rims. Everything we shot outside of 15 feet was short tonight, and that that shouldn't be that way when you're, you got a rested group, you know. And uh, so 5.9% uh, from the three-point line isn't going to get it done, and 30% from 31% from the field isn't going to get And that, that number's, you know, because we just stayed hung together. You know, you, you talk about, you know, what, what this team showed. Those last 12 minutes when this thing really unraveled and, you know, we had – you know, uh, technical foul call, and it just looked like everything could go south. We called that timeout, and we talked about the core of our group. What are we, and who are we, and what have we been through, and what do we believe in? And the, and the most important thing that we've from the start was we're going to stay together. We're going to compete together. We're not going to lose anybody, and no one's going to fall off the side. And in uh, that last 12 minutes, our guys showed really what this team was. And the only people are going to know is us. It's not you know, the fans, obviously, are going to be – 
extremely critical of the group, you know, and, and how it all came down. But uh, the way we finished the last 12 minutes is, is uh, what this team has been about all year long, just hanging together, staying tough, and trying to finish things out when things don't look very good. BYU was down 44, ended up losing by 23, making up that distance, as Coach noted a moment ago, uh, toward the end of the game. You wanted an aggressive mindset tonight. First three shots you guys end up taking, and the first two minutes are, are threes. And if a couple of them go, hey, you may be off on the right foot, but they all missed. And then at the same time, San Diego's out scoring, and it's 13 zip. Yeah, and then, you know, the, the the plan was to be a little more patient and to drive that thing in there and try to. I mean, we sat here last night and we watched, you know, Santa Clara struggle, you know, to get their first point, I think, at the 13 minute mark. And it was from the free throw line. And. You know, uh, our, the first thing on the board and our game plan is attack the rim. You know, attack, 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 attack the rim. Let's get to the free throw line. And and, and maybe, you know, later in the first half, we realized that that was going to be really difficult too when we actually started doing it because we didn't get a foul call and we didn't get to the free throw line and we missed a lot of easy shots at the rim. But, um, you know, if, if we, I think if we had to do it over again, I, I think our guys would probably be a little bit more determined to get that thing at the rim and, and see if we can get a whistle and get to free throw line. Coach, San Diego's a team that TJ and Yoli have really played well against this year. And did, did San Diego do anything different in this one to kind of uh, to limit their effectiveness? Well, they were they were way more physical in this game. And, and the other two games were physical, but this game was way more physical. These are, I think the officials, when you get to this time of year, they, they change. They, they go to – they flip the rule book upside down and then read it the back the other side because the rules change and and how they're going to call contact at the rim and how they're going to call contact off of ball screens it, it just it, it really is it just changes and uh you know our, our guys just uh um you know we, we just didn't have an answer for um you know our ability to make shots around the rim i mean tj got got around i mean when you look at the two of them two for 12 Six for eighteen. That's tough. That's eighteen. That's eight for thirty. And and those two guys, you know, they'll, they'll tell you straight up that 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 you know, this is a this is you know a, a game where in order for our team to be successful, that they they bear a huge part of that responsibility. And so I uh, I feel for both of them. You were a better three point team in league than out of league. In fact, if you look at the conference games only, BYU was third in three-point shooting, so things did turn around as the season went along for you there, but it was just the worst of possible nights uh, tonight from the arc. Yeah, and, and I, you know, I, um, I I really believe, I mean, it's why every team uh, travels almost to a team. They'll come into our gym the night before or at least the day of, you know, and when we travel, we do the same thing because I think there's something to actually getting yourself in there and having a shot at the lights and the seats and the color i mean i think it's the only gym in america that has a a blue side and a maroon side you know that's a little bit different but uh you know they're they're san francisco struggled dave and they shot poorly from three and so did santa clara you know and so did uh um who was the other group oh lmu lmu had the same issues but so you know i i don't want to sit here and make any excuses at all because a lot of it majority of it was san diego san diego just made it really difficult on us and uh it's just hard to end your season this way that's all and and we could stay on the air for another hour and try to figure out what happened and the bottom line is is that um you know we got beat and uh, we got beat by what i consider to be a pretty good team not a seventh seed a team that had the schedule stacked against them um they're the only you know the other two teams that finished in front of them 
uh, didn't play the top four teams twice, and so their record was a little bit better. Plus, you add Sam's, uh, you know, um, issues with with uh, injury. When Isaiah Wright didn't play quite a few games, and Owen Carr didn't quite quite a few games, and the big fella didn't play quite a few games, and he managed all that, but he took some losses in league, especially early, and uh, now he's got him going. He's got <laughs> he's got a very four perimeter guys. I mean, Isaiah is a good post guy, but he's he's got great perimeter skills, and uh, obviously Owen Tyler and and Isaiah Wright are, are guys that are really tough on the perimeter, and that's the combination for really good postseason success. We will not stay on the air for another hour, but we will come <laughs> back for just a couple more minutes with Coach Rose and wrap things up here from Vegas on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to the BYU Creamery Cougar Postgame Coaches Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. San Diego 80 and BYU 57 tonight's final score here in the WCC Tournament quarterfinals. Cougars have had really good fortune here in the opening round. They'd won their last five opening round games here. Uh, but the last team to get them in 2013, San Diego, got BYU again here tonight. So the Cougars are now done. And, Coach, you mentioned a moment ago, uh, you know, the season ending here. But does the season really end here, I guess, becomes the question. You need to wait a week to find out uh, what is next, if there is anything next for you. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll wait and see. And I, I think that, uh, you know, the uh, – all, all those, you know, we, we, we've dealt with this before because we're, we're our tournaments a week before, and um, you know how, how how things play out. I think there's already two um, conference champions that's lost three, three, three yeah. conference champs. So those are the three three spots that fill up the NIT bracket. And and the way this thing goes, I think you know if if you're not in that 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 um, you know that the the, the Opportunity to play in the NCAA tournament, and you're trying to keep your hopes on the NIT. Uh, that's what's that. That's the harder tournament to get in at this area now because uh, as these conference champions lose, they go automatically into the NIT, and uh, it, it, it'll make it tougher. I, there's not as many bid thieves anymore as there was like ten, eight, ten years ago when conferences would play each other, and then you know maybe a second team would get in. Very few, very few of these conferences are going to get a second team in. If, right. if they lose, and that whoever that winner is goes in, and and the, you know the Power Five is going to get the, the the team in because that's how the how the tournament's going. So, but but the NIT is going to get full, going to get fill up really quick, and uh, with when those teams get beat. So we'll just see how it goes. So the average number, if you take the last eight seasons, average number of auto bids. Those teams that win their league but don't win their tournament is 12, and there were exactly 12 last year, meaning roughly in any given year 20 auto, 20 at-large bids will be available, and you hope to be in consideration for that group. Yeah, we'll see. I, 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 uh, I hope the guys get a chance to play again, but uh, because this, this, this will be a hard one to sit on all summer, but we'll, uh, we'll just wait and see. I know you addressed it really quickly, Dave, just briefly with the, with the press about the, the secondary tournament, the next level down, the CBI. It's never been a question you've really had to address. What's your gut tell you that, hey, if there's games to play, let's go play them, or I'm not sure that's where we're the step we want to go to? Well, it, it's hard because I've never had that conversation with my administration. Okay? I'm 14 years as the head coach at BYU, and we've never had – a conversation about those other two tournaments. So we'll probably have that first conversation on Monday. We'll see. Well, this may be it then, Coach. What uh, what about this team? What what were some of the challenges and maybe some 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 good points about this team uh, 
is. So you looked at, looking to wrap it up. But hope, hopefully you'll have a couple more. Well, I, I think the, the biggest thing, we went through some some very unique challenges as a group. Uh, you know, obviously our the, the NCA issues with Nick and, and Isaac, uh, our ability to uh, uh, to overcome injury, you know, th- that seems to be um, an, uh, a yearly thing. You know, we always have some guy that, that one of the guys that's, you know, fighting uh, and with Jasheer this year, you take a starter, he's averaging 10 points a game. We had to re- kind of reinvent ourselves. Uh, but the guys did a really good job of that. I think that, uh, you know, our, our, the way we competed on the road in league after a really difficult uh, preseason um, road, road swing and um, and results on the road. And so I'll always keep that with this, these guys, how they fought through. And I think it's the first team we've had here that swept all those Southern California teams that beat San Diego at San Diego. And, Pepperdine at Pepperdine and LMU at LMU. That's you know that's a tough thing to do, and uh, uh, you know, and, and I don't think I don't think anybody in you know uh, outside of our team understands how difficult that is because uh, I, I don't think that really Cougar Nation respects this league like it should be respected. But the players know, the guys know, and. Uh, and and when you take you know, what is this our eighth team and it's the first team that can do that it, it the facts there's put enough data points there to understand that it's a difficult thing to do um, I think that uh, just our ability to to, to kind of just stay together and compete and like I told you the last 12 minutes is, was what I will remember the most with this team is how we just kept fighting and staying together and whatever the group was out there the guys were cheering for them and pulling for them and so. Uh, you know, every every team kind of has a, um, you know, the, the, their their moments of of being able to kind of find themselves, and I think this team did it on the road in league this year. Well, coach, uh, we're going to wrap it up for now. Hope we'll do this again. Okay. <laughs> Dave, thank you. All right, we'll see. Bye-bye. Okay, thanks. That's Coach Dave Rose, and we will come back and say goodnight after this on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. You're listening to the BYU Creamery Cougar Postgame Coaches Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. All right, so Greg and Mark wrapping it up here in Las Vegas. Uh, San Diego defeats BYU by a final score of 80-57, to knocking the Cougars out after one game of the WCC tournament. And, uh, Mark, uh, normally we get to uh, uh, gather some thoughts and, and, and give a, a comprehensive farewell at the end of a season, and I just don't feel like I'm ready for that. Okay, okay. So let's not do it. Maybe we can have a special broadcast if we don't play again where you and I can just sit (laughs) a special behind the mic and talk about it. So uh, if BYU doesn't play again this year, we'll double up our farewells next year. But I'm not going to do the the big send-off because uh, we're going to hope there's something else out there. So, But uh, for tonight, it was just, uh, well, as they say, one of those nights. I want to try and forget this one. I mean, when you're in the middle of that one, it just sucks all the wind out of everything in your mind, and it was just really hard to watch that. But uh, listen, my fandom is uh, much more than one game, and and although this was uh, very difficult to watch, there's been some fun fun times this year and fun time to watch this game, and hopefully we'll see a couple more. But tonight was not uh, a good night in any way, shape, or form, but any night, I'm sitting here courtside with my buddy Greg mm. Rebell watching BYU 
I'll take it. Yeah, you would hate to sit on this one for an off season. Uh, so we hope that's not <laughs> yeah, the case. But uh, either way, it was. It's been another fun year uh, working alongside Mark. Of course, we're now at uh, we'll be twenty three seasons and counting starting next year. All right, uh, for Mark and for our statistician uh, Russ Larson, for Kyle Chilton, Duff Tittle of the BYU basketball media relations staff, uh, for Coach Rose. Uh, who joins us pregame and postgame for our crew back at BYU Radio, uh, Terry South, Nathan Israelson, Jason Shepard, Lindsey Peterson, Sean Fay, for all those folks. My name is Greg Grubel. Thanking you for tuning in. BYU falls to San Diego tonight, 80-57 to in the WCC Tournament quarterfinals. In the meantime and in between time, this has been BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Good night and so long from Las Vegas. You've been listening to live coverage of BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU Basketball was a production of BYU Athletics in association with BYU Broadcasting. Special thanks to BYU President Kevin Worthen, Vice President Matt Richardson, Athletic Director Tom Holmo, and General Manager of Corporate Sponsorships Casey Stoffer. BYU Basketball is an exclusive presentation of the new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU Radio, 107.9 FM, KUMT Randolph, and KBYU FM HD2 Provo.